Great bye week. Great, I'm glad. I had a, I had the triple crown this weekend, buddy. It's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app. My name is Pat Duffy. I'm sitting across from Ryan Duffy. The triple crown. What's the triple crown on the bye week? Oh, triple crown. So we talked about it last week where, like, what are you doing on the weekends? You got to get your stuff taken care of, you know? Mm-hmm. So Friday night, I take the girls, my little ones, to the zoo for a nice little uh, uh, zoo trick-or-treat dad, dad of the year. Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. Dad of the year for taking them to the zoo? Heck yeah. She, okay. They they both had a blast. One yeah. doesn't talk or blink much, but, you know, she had a blast. Uh, second, a Saturday, wife and I's five-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. anniversary. Thank you so much. We go out to dinner. Wonderful experience. Husband of the year. And then I round it all out on Sunday morning. We go to your daughter's hockey game. She's, mm-hmm. She nets two. Yep. Wonderful game. Uncle of the year. Yeah, you did. You, you got a lot of the years out of the way. So, I mean, I really, I really checked the box this weekend. Well, no, we did get our competitive fix out of the way with 12U girls travel hockey. It, it, I hadn't been to a game in a while, and I forgot how uh, how competitive those games are. The game got a little out of the ha- out of hand toward the end, and I felt a little bad. I, I, I twelve man, you oh, have to say oh, that. Oh, of course. I mean, they everyone played great. Don't get me wrong, and it was it was a wonderful <laughs> experience to see these kids, you know, like really battle for the puck. Uh, but, you know, the score was a little lopsided in one direction and you feel bad for the kids out there. And, you know, who wants to be there losing at, you know, what, nine o'clock on a Sunday morning? Well, OK, before we get into the football stuff, I do want to say to your point, um, the goalie's dad for the other team was standing mm-hmm. next to us. Oh, and Stella scored. My daughter scored twice. And like you want to be really excited. So the, his we played that same team the day before. And I had like talked to the dad. Really cool guy. His son yeah. was trying goalie for the first time. The kid was doing all he could. Trying mm-hmm. his hardest. So like I had figured out like be cool and reserved. But my wife, uh, our mother was at the game. And you and your daughter did not get that mem- memo. No. So Stella scored twice. And everyone's like, yeah! Oh, this makes me so uncomfortable. We were living it. Oh, so you're saying that you were trying to make cool with the opposing fan base. Interesting. How uh, you gave me garbage in episode one. Where I was saying that that's what my approach when we go to to Bills games around opposing fans. Tell you what, if uh, any other NFL team starts a twelve year old that played quarterback for the first time in his life against the Bills and his dad sitting next to me, yeah, I'll give you a pass on that. All right, fair enough. All right, so the Bills off this week. We're off this past week, but there were a few interesting games this weekend. Yeah, Green Bay looks bad, but we'll get to that later in the show. Mm-hmm. The bigger story from Sunday was Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Lose to the Carolina Panthers, which is bad. But to fully understand how bad that is, you need to look at the Panthers right now. They fired their head coach, Matt Rule, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This week, they traded their two best offensive players in wide receiver Robbie Anderson and running back Christian McCaffrey, so they're gone. Uh, they started their third-string quarterback, former XFL aficionado, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. The Carolina Panthers are actively tanking this season to get into the top five in the draft to find a quarterback. And Brady lost to them by 18 points. Yeah, didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, real real rough stat line for uh, for Tom Brady. The Bucs are three and four. Despite the despite that fact, they're still in tied for first place in their division somehow. <laughs> yeah, they are, yeah. So they're in first place and also in serious jeopardy of missing the playoffs at the exact same time. Yeah. And what makes this even more interesting, Ryan, is Tom Brady shouldn't even be playing right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, by his own decision, he retired in the offseason. Well, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know I mean, saying? no, I, I, I get you there. He was done, mm-hmm. and he came back for this. Not to mention, if you believe the tabloids right now, the divorce he's going through yeah. is a direct result of him unretiring. And the New York Post this week said that things are getting very nasty, I'm quoting, mm. between he and soon-to-be ex-wife Giselle. Hate to see it. You do. Okay. I, honestly, you do. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. And I don't want political Ryan. Sure. I want Ryan Ryan. I'm, I'm here, man. Are you enjoying this? Uh, uh, honestly, a part of me is only because the, the divorce thing aside, like that, like take that out. No, of I'm, I'm talking. No, I'm talking everything in a big old circle. Everything that is happening to Tom Brady in the past 14 days, because the week before they lost to the Steelers. Yeah, that uh, I, I I enjoy seeing Tom based off of the misery that we had to deal with with mm-hmm. him in the AFC East for however long it was. Sure. I I do take a little bit of pleasure in seeing him not play well. The team he plays for, you know, really sputtering at this point after being so successful over the last well, the first year, and then you you could I mean they made well, a playoff no, I mean, run last they, year, yeah, I mean, for they sure. Were, they were they won the division, a you know. drive away from making it to the NFC Championship game. Again. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so two years of 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 success when everyone kind of at least I thought like this was a ride out the sunset, you know, kind of thing with Tom Brady. Right out the Tampa. sunset. Right out the sunset. Yeah, oh, sunset's coming. Going to ride it out. Saddle up on that big old star. Um, no, I mean, I, I I do appreciate that he's not doing well on the field, but okay. but I but I don't think it's political to say that like I'm not trying to be like you know dodgy here. Mm-hmm. It it sucks as far as the circumstances are concerned. Okay. Like I'll, off the field, I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. All right, great. Tom Brady, the biggest is Tom Brady the biggest villain in Buffalo Bills history. Um, yeah, I would I I would say between him and Bill Belichick, but we've had some pretty good closure in the last year or so with, the with last, Bill Belichick. The last three years, yeah. I mean, the Bills have owned. Bill Belichick, you take away that weird ass, you know, typhoon game in sure. Buffalo last season. Mm-hmm. So, because Brady's the biggest villain in Bill's history, we're allowed to enjoy this, right? I I think so. Yeah, okay. and you know what's even more so? I saw some. I don't know how old this video was. It just I just happened to come across it. Um, Fitz giving an interview of like why he like just kind of his animosity oh, it was toward right, Brady. Right as the season was starting, yeah. was oh, okay. Um, for those who didn't see it, uh, it was him basically you know re uh, recalling the game where where Buffalo beat Tom Brady, throws five interceptions, 2011? 2011. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know Brady obviously played a terrible game. Buffalo wins it on a Lindell kick at the last minute, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was right? the last play. Last play. Thank you. Um, and Tom Brady doesn't walk into the middle of the field as as is tradition between the two quarterbacks as is tradition as is tradition i mean you can there there you can set your watch to right both quarterbacks off. i don't care with the exception of the of the super bowl but even then no i mean but that's brady's mo brady will not shake hands when he loses and, and it, it's only that's garbage after, it's only after he started getting called out on it he did it but that's what you're right i, I saw that interview with fitz also yeah so, so like, add that in on top of it. It's like, what a sore loser. Like, I can appreciate someone's drive to be great. You have to give him credit. Tom Brady, that I love is. How, I love how he's got seven Super Bowls, and you say, did you need to say you have to give him credit? Well, of course I, you have to give him credit. Well, sure, but, but he also. He might be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. You have to give him credit. Okay, but if you are the great. Okay, so with all of that there, like, what else are you go- going to accomplish? You can't meet uh, on one game that you lose. Granted, this was, what, 11 years ago at this point, so people people grow and change whatever I don't think but he's like, grown and changed, I, I, I agree with you there <laughs> but also 
like, come on, dude. Like, you can't go out in the middle of the field. I don't care how bad you played. Like, you're still playing a game. Well, like, look. And it didn't hurt their their standing. Like, they beat Buffalo later on in the year. They made a Super Bowl run, if I recall. They may have even won it that year. Who knows? No, but, it, I mean, that's Brady's MO, right? Like, all of his, all the wins and rings cover up the fact that he's just like a petulant child when things don't go well for him. And you're, watch, you're watching it happen this season. The last two weeks... He is way over his smash tablet budget. Oh, yeah. Like, that's his go-to, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this tablet. I'm going to smash it on the sidelines. He has smashed a Best Buy stock room worth of tablets in just the last two weeks. Right. He's chewed out his offensive line in back-to-back weeks on camera. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's going to former, he's going to Patriots owner Robert Kraft's secret wedding on a Friday night in game week and then getting beaten by Kenny Pickett. Yeah. To the to the tablet point, real quick. I feel bad for the poor coaching assistant who has to return to like Best Buy and be like, "Yeah, it came like this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, but I was watching the game and I saw Tom Brady throw it. No, no. I can show you the. Bo- I didn't bring the box, but you know, the box was all smashed up too. I've actually just been sitting on. I've been busy, but um, but yeah, no, it came like this. So I don't know. Right, with I'll t- take cash if you got. I'll take more <laughs> credit, but you know, just uh, this this is on you guys. With Tom Brady being the biggest villain in Bill's history and all of Bill's mafia enjoying the last couple of weeks. Sure. Are you ready to bury Tom Brady right now? What, what do you mean? Like, call, over. stick a fork in him? Yeah, it's over. I mean, no. <laughs> Has the last 20 plus years of, of like seeing a little bit of blood on the water. Granted, there's a good amount of blood in the water right now. But a, like, the, the water's red, man. I mean, his offense, he lost three offensive linemen. Rob Gronkowski is not coming back to this team. Why would you come back to a three and four team that's just a disaster right well, now? Well, until he officially hangs him up and likely takes him down again. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, count him out. I mean, he is the greatest quarterback, arguably, of all time. Well, you got to give him credit. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, sure. Hey, store credit for all the tablets that he's been <laughs> Is you get the lowest selling price in the last 90 days, though. So that's bummer. <laughs> is Brady winning a Super Bowl in Tampa worth getting to watch him struggle so far this season? Because, like, that other that Super Bowl in Tampa, watching it again sucks because you got to oh, greatest sure. Oh, they're in the stadium. And, you know, oh, look at him. Oh, he didn't need Bill Belichick. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, please take a hike. Because, right, in your opinion, was seeing that worth what we're getting to see so far this season? <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes it a little his, bit sweeter. You can't see his face, but he's looking off in the distance like a little girl with pigtails under a tree into the sun. Yeah, I feel very like copper tone girl right now. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels very good. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we've never seen this before. What we've been seeing the last couple of weeks, we've never seen before from Tom Brady. And I think there was a fear from a lot of Bills fans, NFL fans that hated Tom Brady mm-hmm. that we'd never get to see it because he had the opportunity to leave on top when he won that Super Bowl two years ago. He's... He's had copious amounts of opportunity okay. to retire on top. Where, who taught you copious? It's word of the day. Great. Uh-huh. Don't you have a word of the day calendar? Of course I Don't do. Don't be that guy. It would behoove you to have a word of the day calendar, my friend. He had the opportunity to leave on top a couple of times, and he didn't take it. And I think there was a fear from a lot of Bills fans especially that we'd never get to watch that struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of the great QBs. I mean, if, if he left on top, that almost never happens. Think of the great QBs that have screwed the pooch at the end, especially ones Bills fans hated. Marino losing by 50 to the Jags yeah. in his last game <laughs> yeah, and sure. throwing a bajillion interceptions. Mm-hmm. Montana just taking a beating at the hands of Bruce Smith in a Chiefs uniform. Well, I guess maybe this is the, and maybe this is the point that you're making. Like, maybe this is how it's supposed to happen. You know, like, 
like you know not everyone gets the opportunity like Peyton Manning to be like you know what hey I'm I'm done after a uh, after a Super Bowl a championship win you I'm know? gonna ride out the sunset right right out here that comes sunset. the sunset and I'm just gonna sit here and ride it out hop on buddy no but I mean even the Manning one I mean he was being propped up by that team sure and I guess you can make the argument the defense uh, and the offense around Brady two years ago propped him up to win that Super Bowl mm-hmm. but. Almost every other great QB, with the exception of Peyton Manning, stayed one year too long. You're watching it happen with Matt Ryan as we speak in Indianapolis. And now he's going to be watching it from the sideline. <laughs> Former Bills backup quarterback Frank Reich has benched him for six-round pick Texas quarter. I can't even say Texas star. <laughs> Texas quarterback participant Cody Ellinger. Ellinger? Ellinger? I thought it was Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. We don't even no, know his still, name. that's Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, the actor. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks come through these days. I'm looking this up. And I'm, I'm gonna, not going to look up. I'm going to ride. Out I'm going to. I'm just going to act like I'm right, and I'm pretty sure it's Sam Ellinger. Riding out um, the but either who, who cares? In yeah, a no. Ford truck. But but I but I know. But my point was like I feel like this is the like this is how it's supposed to unfold. And Brady even said, I remember seeing it very clearly, and I remember it very clearly of him in an interview some time ago saying he's going to play until he sucks. So. Maybe we are seeing him sucking right now. Oh, no, now. it's not maybe. He is sucking. He sucks. Right now, he sucks. Is it? Is, but, okay, so you mentioned before, like, the, the players that they had a couple of years ago. Like, he's he's lost people one by one. You know, banged up offensive line this year. Uh, coaching change. I mean, credit to um, uh, Todd Bowles. You know, like, I... I, I credit I, to Todd Bowles. They're three and four. Oh, okay. I, maybe maybe not credit, but really I'm saying, like... credit for having a losing record with the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay. <laughs> no, credit in, in a... Or you I should say get, credit. You no, no, don't no. even get Best Buy store credit for that. Not a chance. No, I'm saying like these, but that's another factor. Like there's some change in the in the front office or at least in the coaching staff and, and at all the things that we just talked about too. Like, is it entirely on Tom Brady? Is he throwing picks? No, is, he, but, is he dropping balls? You know? But here's the problem. If you're going to play that game, then you have to look at the last 10 years of Brady's career and who he's had around him. Sure. And make the argument, was he the one that was making everybody better? Because there was a significant amount of time in the NFL when he was with New England and even those first two years in Tampa Bay mm-hmm. where guys were taking discounts to play with him. And yeah. he was taking discounts. And he was taking discounts himself. Yeah, because he totally isn't going to get a piece of the Patriots on the back end, which would have been wildly illegal, but they can't do anything about it after it's over. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Which which is another thing, too. Like, I I mean, I, I just can't stand the idea of, like, hearing Patriots fans of, like, oh, greatest of all time. Like, we had this dynasty, all this stuff. It's like, dude, imagine if your star quarterback, arguably the greatest of all time, was like, I just want, oh, I don't have to imagine because it literally happened in our division for so long. Like, you don't have to pay me as much. Like, just, you know, we'll we'll make good on it. You know, I, you're good for it. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'll just keep playing and winning because that's what motivates me as opposed to cold, hard cash that motivates everybody else. But, I mean, we kind of see it in Buffalo right now, right? There, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie, I mean, he's not Randy Moss, but he came out and said he took less money. He had offers from other teams, higher money, wanted to come back to Buffalo. Same sure. thing happened with uh, Matt Milano. He took less money here, it sounds like, to mm-hmm. sign the extension because he wants to be a part of Buffalo. I mean, look, that quarterback will make guys want to come play with him. Sure. And thank God we have one there. But, I mean, Josh Allen earned his money. Yeah. He got his quarter billion dollars. Oh, absolutely. He's going to get paid yeah. every cent of that contract, yep. knock on wood, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Definitely. All right. So, that being said. We're also getting it on both sides, getting to enjoy it on both sides, which is great. Yeah. Brady looks bad, and Belichick looks bad. And by the way, we're taping this as the Patriots are playing the Bears, so I'm sure he won't look bad Tuesday morning. because <laughs> right. It's the Matt Jones Bears. is starting tonight, right? Uh, no. Well, I, 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 look, we're taping this literally as they're kicking off. They wouldn't say who was starting. I would assume it's Mac Jones. Okay. But 
there were rumors. I love how we're breaking down a game that no, it's going to be over when this gets posted. <laughs> Brady, that was an interesting game. Brady can at least say he was a little successful without a little successful for a little while winning a Super Bowl without World Bill Championship. Belichick. Little successful without. Gotta <laughs> without give him credit. <laughs> Belichick can't say that. He's, yeah, he's Bill Belichick has made the playoffs. Do you know this? Twice in his career without Tom Brady. He made it. He won a single playoff game while he was in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and that was his one winning season as a head coach of Cleveland. And then he made the playoffs. I mean, we all remember last year and got the doors blown off him. And yeah, and and as a wild card, and I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away. Like you know, no, you weren't your spot as a wild card team, but yeah. did you? Because the Colts puked all over themselves, and you got into the playoffs. Yeah, right. You lost to Jacksonville. Sure. That, sure. that's, they were the ones coming to Buffalo, and all of a sudden, you know. Hey, they blew the doors off the Bills that season, too. Like, I, I mean, I think everyone was worried to see the Colts in the playoffs, and holy moly, we <laughs> everyone dodged a bullet. Holy or maybe they didn't. I don't know. What, what, <laughs> who knows? All right. We've been talking a lot of Tom Brady. Sure. He, he holds a big part of Bill's history. But let's get into actual Bill stuff. Okay. Uh, there is an event happening this weekend uh, right in between Rochester and Buffalo, which is perfect for us. And mm-hmm. if you are a Bills fan and have been a diehard Bills fan forever, this event is for you. You're going to get to rub elbows with not only Bills players now, but legends of the past. That sounds like something I would be interested in as a major Bills fan okay. who lives in between Buffalo and Rochester. <laughs> now, look, I do want to say we're not being endorsed. We're not being paid in any way to endorse this. <laughs> no, However... You're You're getting paid. However, (laughs) you have the opportunity to spend money to meet and get autographs from some of your favorite current bills and future bills Uh or and past bills. And what I want to know, Ryan. Yeah. They're all different prices. Mm -hmm. Do you know who costs more? Because we're going to play Bill's Autograph Prices Right. And we're going to do it next. It's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, sit tight. We'll be right back. But do you know what those bills are worth? And I'm not talking contract-wise, buddy. I'm talking if you're going to meet them and get their John Hancock, what it's going to cost you. No. It's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Duffy sitting across from me. My name is Pat Duffy. Coming back from the bye week. We'll be getting into this Packers game uh, in just a little while here. We'll be getting into what's making Ryan sad. Mm. I could tell by the look on your face that you have not prepared once again this week. Who prepares for anything, really? Uh, I'm, I actually do for the entire show. Carpe diem, que sera, sera, et cetera, so forth. You don't know what any of that means. Okay, fine. Okay, great. So, big collectible autograph show coming up this weekend. It's at Batavia Downs. It's called Legends and Stars. Have you mm-hmm. ever been to one of these things? No. Okay, I go all the time. Sure. It's You're a like, big collectible guy. Oh, I love, you know, I love my collectibles. Sure. So, wherever they do these things, and a lot of the times it's at Batavia Downs, I go out and I just spend like seven hours walking around, looking on all the, they have folks setting up collectibles and cards for sale, and then they bring in current Buffalo, Western New York professional athletes, former legends, other players from across the NFL and the NHL and the NBA, and it is so freaking cool. That sounds like a premier entertainment destination. Okay, great. So before we get into this Bill's player autograph prices, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to getting autographs as an adult, Sure. This Bills team is so good right now, it's making every Bills fan over 30 feel like a kid again. Yeah. 
And even though these guys might be now young enough to be your kid, mm-hmm. is it still cool to meet them? Um, Going out of your way to meet a Bills player. No. It's not? I, I, I don't feel cool when I do it. And I'll tell you exactly why. I have a script in my head of the things that I think I'm going to say to what? Josh Allen. Sure. And I know that I'm just going to be a complete like waste case talking to Josh Allen, thinking that he has any interest in what I have to say. Seems like a great guy interacts with fans all the time. Mm -hmm. Lovely human being. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to get out what I have to say, or it's going to be a complete just word salad of things out to him and be like, yeah, okay. Nice meeting you, Josh. No, actually, uh, fans of Let's Go Duffalo uh, heard it two weeks ago when we had Stevie Johnson on the phone. Oh, please. He was interested. No, I mean, well, he's a nice guy. We connected on no, a fatherly plane. No, you did not. I think we did. Okay. He texted me later. No, he didn't. I was going to say, <laughs> how did you get Stevie Johnson's phone number? Who gave you Stevie's phone number? <laughs> Would you pay for an autograph? Um, if, uh, Circumstances. Oh, okay, give me a circumstance. If it was a gift for somebody else? Like if would um, you pay for okay? Would you pay for a personal autograph for you to have forever? No, probably not. So you're not. You see, like an autographed Jim Kelly jersey hanging somewhere. You wouldn't pay for that autograph. No, no, I don't think I would. Why? Well, you're saying like it, it has already been autographed, yeah, and I'm sure. paying for that memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, in, in that case, yeah, maybe. Wait, wait, wait. That's weird. I would feel like it's it's cooler to pay to get the autograph than it is to pay for the autograph thing. At least if you pay to get the autograph, you're standing in front of somebody. Now, I understand the argument that paying for an autograph is sad and paying to meet someone as an adult is sad. Yeah. I disagree with you. Sure. Everyone's but, got their own opinion. But wouldn't you rather pay to meet Jim Kelly and get that thing signed or Josh Allen to get that thing signed or whoever and get that thing signed? That's my point. I would feel much more okay with paying a fee. I don't even know how much these go for. Oh, we'll I'm get sure we'll get it. into yeah. it. But, um, you know, paying X amount of dollars to go stand in line for. Why are you um, laughing? Be, be, I have done this multiple because, times. Because I'm saying that I'm willing to do something. But, but, even, but that's just compared to like me being at, which has actually happened, me being at Home Goods and seeing a job. Josh Allen frame jersey signed for like $450. And I'm like, someone's actually going to buy that. I actually asked the woman. I was like, do you sell these things? And she goes, this is the last one we've had. We'd sold 15 of them. It was only $450? Yeah. It was only uh, why did you not buy that? It's $450. It's a framed autographed Josh Allen jersey. It's How long holiday, ago was this? It's the hol- it was last holiday you season. You idiot. Do you know what that's worth right now? Please. Dumbass. What am I doing? What am I doing? Like, I don't even have a, I I, don't, I work on my porch. It was like 45 degrees out okay. last week. You're, I don't have a, an office anymore because we had to give a bedroom to our new child. You, Where am I putting you this put jersey? You put it in the basement and you let it accrue value and then you sell the jersey this year for $1,000. You sound like our father right now. I'm just saying that's how money works. <laughs> so with all that being said, uh, there is a laundry list of current Bills players and Bills legends that are going to be at this autograph show on Saturday and Sunday. All the current Bills, it looks like, excuse me, are going to be there on Saturday because, you know, game on Sunday. Sure. All right. Every one of these Bills players is going to cost you a little bit of money to get an autograph. Okay. But all of that money, or all, all of them are different prices. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you two Bills current players. Okay. You are going to tell me. Whose autograph is more expensive? Are you... Stop that. Okay. Are you... Oh, sorry. Are... (laughs) Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. First one, Gabe Davis or Dawson Knox, whose autograph is more expensive? 
I mean, if we're talking individual success, Gabe has been more successful lately. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking. You can make the argument that Dawson Knox is a more popular player. I mean, yeah. it's not a definite. Who's I, more expensive, Gabe Davis or Dawson Knox? I'm going to say that they're probably comparable, but I'm going to go with Gabe Davis. Look at you, buddy. Ooh. Uh, if you would like a Gabe Davis autograph, that's going to set you back $55, whereas okay. the Dawson Knox autograph is going to set you back $50. Okay. It's a, oh, my God. I nailed that one. Okay. Are you? You did. $5 difference, too. I'm proud of you. Comparable. Um, would you pay $50 for a Dawson Knox autograph? Um, now, by the way, you know you have to bring your own thing to get autographed. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, if I had like, uh, it depends on what I'm getting autographed. If I had an authentic jo- uh, uh, Dawson Knox jersey or mm-hmm. something that would like mean a lot, you know, that's kind of worth it to pay that money and wait and wait in line to. What is uh, with you waiting in line? What is the problem? I'm, is there? <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but like I can just think of like the walking shot of like the PR people for this event, like walking down and the the cast of characters that are waiting in line with all their memorabilia, just okay. like oh, I'm, I'm going to get Josh Allen's jersey signed. You're well. First of all, they sound nothing like that. They sound, all, they sound just like that. Uh, you're talking to a guy who went to the National Sports Collectors, and Convention. that's how you sound. I went to Cleveland, <laughs> and if you've never been to this thing, it's awesome. It's the coolest thing ever. And I want you to come with me to fully understand. I I, I would be interested no, I want you to come in anywhere. attending one of these events. I really would, just Shut to up. see like the, the atmosphere. They seem like they're fun times, uh-huh. but just the, the idea of the, the line is what's killing me. And I, I'm not a line guy. Ask anyone that knows me. Mm-hmm. I don't like lines. Okay, great. Let's get to our second Bills player autograph prices, right? Whose is worth more, Tyler Matikavich or Shaq Lawson? Oh, my goodness. Now, let's keep in mind here. Tyler, That's a tough one. Tyler, well, Tyler Manikiewicz is a fan favorite bill. Shaq Lawson has been healthy scratch this season and is making his return to Buffalo. Uh-huh. Who's, I'm going to... Yep. Who's worth more, Tyler Manikiewicz or Shaq Lawson? I am going to say, given the draft status, which at this point in his career doesn't mean much, but you got a special teamer versus a, number, a former number one uh, pick, I'm going to go with Shaq Lawson being more expensive. All right, you're right, but it's not by much. Okay. You can get a Tyler Manikiewicz autograph for $25. Okay. Whereas Shaq Lawson will cost you $35. Okay, that's fair. I mean, Sha- Shaq's got a few contracts now. You know, I, I think that's that's nice of him, I think. It's a value, honestly. Well, I mean, if you count all the contracts he signed with the different T's on, like his fifth contract now, I think. All right, <laughs> Look at me, two for two. Let's no, keep going. All right, we got one more. All right. All right, uh, this is a current Bills player versus a former Bills player. Okay. Whose autograph is going to cost you more this weekend, Jordan Poyer or LaShawn Shady McCoy? Oh, man. I know. this is. We saved the hardest for last. Jordan Poyer, one of the most popular Buffalo Bills right now. A lot of Bills fans are fighting for him to get his next contract. He's a free agent next year. LaShawn McCoy, although one of the biggest names in Buffalo yeah. and had some success here, made the playoffs once, didn't really do anything of substance. My answer is going to be based purely on the logistics of the whole thing. Okay. Jordan Poyer is is set in Buffalo right now. He's playing a game later that night. I don't know where LaShawn McCoy lives. I'm going to have to think that he has to account his travel cost in to go to this event. I'm going to go with LaShawn McCoy being more expensive. Come on! Ding, 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 ding. I didn't even get to use the wrong buzzer. I downloaded a wrong buzzer and everything. Well, I, well if, if I was wrong, you could go ahead and ring it. You're funny. Hit the wrong button. Uh, four for four. I control the buttons. <laughs> so it's not just Bills players that are going to be there, too. And here's here's my favorite part of sure. this. There are some other sports stars from other teams, like Dwight Freeney is going to be there. Oh, fun. Um, there are some former Sabres, like Rob Ray, Matt Barnaby. Nice. And then there are some Buffalo celebrities. Oh, okay. So you remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about the biggest Bills celebrity fans. How could I forget? Okay. And your argument, that, your argument for the biggest celebrity Bills fan was, do you remember? Summer Sanders? Uh, no. 
Chad Michael Murray. That is who you're arguing. Come on, Chad Michael. CMM's coming to Batavia Downs? (laughs) Come on. calls him CMM. I do. Chad Michael Murray of Teen Heartthrob fame is coming to Batavia Downs and will be signing autographs and taking pictures for a fee. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. on. (laughs) Maybe this wrong buzzer will get played. Oh, my goodness. All right, Chad Michael Murray. Give me, so he was on One Tree Hill. Yep. What was the movie he was in with Hilary Duff? Where she was the waitress? Was it a princess story or something like that? And he was the high school quarterback with the skinniest arms that any quarterback's ever had? Oh, I can't remember. It's like a princess story. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. How much does Chad Michael Murray's... A Cinderella story? Yeah, that's the one. Yes, that's the one. Oh, my God. Why do I know that? Okay, yeah. You're a sad, sad man. (laughs) CMM, baby. All right. You now know the prices that the Bills players are going for. I forgot it already, but okay. Okay, all right. How much does it cost to get an autograph from Buffalo native and, according to you, biggest celebrity Bills fan, Chad Michael Murray? You're asking for an exact... I need an exact number so I can use the wrong buzzer. Oh, I got to nail this one. Okay, so keep in mind, LaShawn McCoy was, what, around 75? Yeah. Shaq Lawson was 35. Tyler Maddicavich was 25. You're spending 50 for Dawson Knox, 55 for Gabe Davis. What does CMM go for? If he's a penny... Over 20 bucks, I'm going to be truly surprised. What is your final answer? 20 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I thought that was going to be a more intimidating wrong horn. <laughs> it's like when you buy, like, a small car and you honk the horn for the first time. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray. Was I over or under? Oh, you're way under. I'm way under? Way no way. Under. You're way, way under. under? It will cost you $50 for a Chad Michael Murray autograph. Come on. By the dude. way, that's not including inscription. Wait, just for him to sign his name? He has tiered autograph pricing? All of them do. Like Jim Kelly, for example, is going to cost you 150 bucks. And uh, he will. He refuses to sign the words passing the torch nor machine gun Kelly. But it'll cost you extra to have him sign like something else. Wow. Okay. Would you pay $50? The answer is no. Why? Wait, (laughs) finish your sentence. For Chad Michael Murray autograph. Um, you love Chad Michael Murray. Of you were course the one I singing do. his praises. He's fantastic. He he provided me way, hours like, of entertainment. One half of the people listening to the show have no idea who Chad Michael Murray is, <laughs> and there are going to be people that spend fifty dollars to meet him and get his autograph. The people weekend. that do know get me, and I get them. Um, I don't know, man. I fifty dollars for a CMM uh, autograph. Do you, does it come with a picture? Uh, no, you have to bring your own thing to get autograph. So no, oh, p- no photo op. with Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. No, it costs extra to get a photo op with Chad Michael Murray. Man, I, it, I on the off chance and the and strong likelihood that Chad Michael Murray is listening to this podcast right now. Um, <laughs> it's not out of the question. I know, and I'm I'm trying to be nice about it. I oh, just, shut up, Dick. Oh, please. I'm just saying, like, no, it's not worth that much to me. What are you? Hang on a second. I want to like. Are you bringing like a DVD box set of like One Tree Hill season two? I was thinking the same thing. Like, what do you have, Ch- Chad Michael Murray autograph? I and and again, this this may sound mean, but like, yeah, like what memorabilia do you have for him to sign for you? Because are you bringing a Bills piece of no. a memor- a mini helmet? No. for Chad Michael Murray to sign? No, you're not. Right. So, um, I but it, if it's it got to be One Tree Hill or a Cinderella story, what else was he on? I, I'm. Can you IMDb Chad Michael Murray real quick? Just pop CMM, he'll probably come right up. There are other celebrities that are going to be there while you're doing that. Sure. Uh, William Fichter will be signing Bill autographs. Bill <laughs> Shut up! Why do you get so excited? I like Bill Fichter, but by far the funniest non-athlete celebrity that you can pay. To get an autograph this weekend, Rachel Bush, wife of Jordan Poyer, will be signing autographs and taking pictures. Oh, lovely. Why? 
Um, I'm. She has a fan base. Okay, let me ask you a question. Sure, let me ask you a question. Because yep. like, if you walked into a buddy's house and he had an autographed Gabe Davis jersey, that's pretty cool, right? Yep. Same with Dawson Knox, Shaq Lawson, Tyler Maddikavich. Yep. If you walked into a buddy's house, uh huh, and he has Rachel Bush's autograph hanging on the wall, you see that one up there, and he tells you he paid for it, uh huh, is that a sad man? Um. Uh, well, I mean, there is a a series. There is a, a fringe of of people that you know. I am sure you're one of them. Is, the, is that a sad man? Um. Yeah. yeah sad man. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you pay for her autograph? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, know about you're that. Paying to like be near her is creepy, man. Which it's somehow less creepy to pay to be near professional athletes that are like 20 years younger than you than it is to be near this woman. Yeah. Because you're only good. Oh, like you lucky. You saw my picture. You would have paid the suit. Yeah, that's a little. Um, That's. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a little sad. Okay. So uh, you're in Chad Michael Murray's IMDb. Oh, I sure am. What do we got? Um, so he was in. So, so let's talk about some uh, some some bangers. Let's make this quick. Yep. Freaky Friday. Oh, he was in that. He was Jake in Freaky Friday. Okay, again, quick. We don't need character names. House of Wax. Classic horror movie. Co-starring Paris Hilton. I'm out. Um, let's see. Uh, Fruitvale Station. That was a. That was a. Was that? That's with um uh, Michael B. Jordan. Okay, that was again, a critically acclaimed movie. Again, won a lot of uh won a lot of awards. Left Behind. Remember those book series oh, that, for young that, adult book wait, series. Is he like one of the Jesus movie guys? Now? I don't know. I don't know. Is he like Dean Cain for Buffalo Bill, just doing Jesus movies to keep the lights on? Former Dean Cain was on the Bills. He was in training camp. You didn't know that? I did not know that. He played football at Princeton. Interesting. And now he does Jesus movies. And now he does. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Less, I should say, um, during the Ted Bundy uh, film craze, where uh, what's his other name? Zach Efron played Ted Bundy. Uh-huh. Um, Chad Michael Murray was in Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman, as Ted Bundy. That's a story. So he was right AAA Ted Bundy. Yep. He was Rochester Red Wings version of Ted Bundy. To and Zach Efron's Washington Nationals. And that's just his his filmography. If we're going to the silver screen, Again, we have. We uh, Appearances in Dawson's Creek, Silver Gilmore screen Girls is movie. You idiot. Eleven or um small screen, small screen. Thank yeah. you. Bronze screen. Get out of here. Um, uh, Gil- <laughs> Diagnosis murder. Okay, I'm done. Gilmore Girls, I'm Dawson's done. Creek, CSI, The Lone Ranger, One I'm Tree Hill. Done with the Chad Michael Murray stats and Riverdale. Okay. Nine episodes. I should have told people to Google Chad Michael Murray before we started this. Because like one half of our audience has stopped listening to this podcast or has fast forwarded to what we're going to talk about next. All I want to say just before we end this, Chad, I appreciate Mr. Mur- Mr. Michael Murray. I appreciate he's your, your um, He's a little older than I am. I don't think so. And I'm showing respect where respect is due. So For what? Triple A Ted Bundy performances? I appreciate the hours of entertainment that he gave me while my wife at the time girlfriend was watching One Tree Hill okay. box sets. All right. And it was on in the background, and I appreciate what he what he brought to her, and therefore to me. Right, so gonna, thank you. Chad. I'm going to give you every Chad Michael Murray performance ever. You ready? Sure. Hey, I'm handsome. I kind of talk in a little voice. You did watch One Tree Hill? No, I watched the Cinderella story. Oh, sure. With my kids, he is handsome. Let's get back into talking football. No. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, the Bills have one loss heading out of this bye week. We'll get into the Packers game in about eh, 15, 20 minutes. we got to find out what's making Ryan sad. But the other teams that were in action over the weekend, there are some folks gaining on the Bills. In fact, the division is not the walkover that we thought it was going to be as things started. A lot of wins in the AFC East. We get into Do They Scare You? Next on Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts.
of a season. They're still in first place in the AFC and AFC East, despite the fact that they didn't snap a football last week. However, this easy run through the division that the Bills we thought were going to have, not as easy as uh, we assume. Nope. When the season started? Nope. And uh, that leads us to... Having to look around not only the AFC East, but the NFL. is Let's Go Duffalo. You can listen to us on the Odyssey app where you get your podcast, but you know that already. Sure. Because you're listening to us. Hello, friends. If you get a chance, uh, subscribe so we show up right on your phone, your computer. Right. As soon as you turn it Any on. Any other internet-connected devices. And we really appreciate Your um, Zune, maybe. What do you, what do you say? Would you just text chat Michael Murray to see where you can catch all of his album he probably recorded and never put out? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And we would appreciate a, a ranking... Rating. Sure. And a... Okay, stop looking at me like that. Ryan is wildly unprepared and he's uh-huh. panicking right now. No panic. I, please. We'll get into what who scares you in just a second, but it's that time for everyone's favorite segment that Ryan always prepares every week and is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Let's find out what's making Ryan sad. Mm. Well, outside of there not really being much to do as far as Bill's fandom is concerned this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, we're on the bye week and we're all doing stuff to, you know, with the family and stop all that stalling. jazz. And, stop stalling. And, you know, we stretch out these conversations as much as we can. We actually don't have to do that because these segments are going like 17 minutes. So yeah. uh, what's making you sad? But even with all the things that are making me happy, mm-hmm. what's making me sad is not seeing as many fun, close, competitive games this weekend as I feel like I've been able to see up to this point. You don't think so? I mean, with Did the you ex- just pull that out of your behind? Not at all. Okay. With the exception of the Giants game, which came down to the wire, I mean, I watched the, the Chiefs-Niners yeah, that, that game, too. Bad. Like, that just, that makes me sad. And I don't want to say that I'm sad that another team is winning because we beat that team, but... It's kind of sad that I didn't get to see as much like fun, hard-nosed, competitive football outside of the Giants-Jags game. That Dolphins-Steelers uh, game was closer than it should have been last night. That was man how, on Tua, the scoreboard, sure, but that wasn't that. I don't. Tua consider... should have picked five times. Tua should have oh been my picked God. five oh times my last night. Gosh, dude, come on with that. Like I'm hearing all about you know they haven't they haven't. We'll get into this in a second. They haven't lost a game with him finishing. A game. Yeah. Right? But, like, you know, the Bills went and hung. Wins are a quarterback stat. They're not. They're not. Of course they're not. Okay. Let's get into this Bills division so far. Because you brought up watching other games, and we had the opportunity to now check out teams that we haven't been able to see the first four, five, six weeks of the season. Yes. So. Yes, we did. The Jets are 5-2 and two right now. Mm-hmm. They're a half game back of the Bills in the AFC East. They have losses to Baltimore, Cincinnati, Without having Garrett Wilson, their starting quarterback. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Stupid me. They have beaten the Browns, Steelers, Tuolus Dolphins, Packers, and the Rustless Broncos. Mm-hmm. Do the Jets scare you? Um, They scare me as much as any frisky team would scare me. The 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 I mean I guess it remains to be seen how well the Packers fare against the the Bills this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, to see how like if the Bills blow the doors off of the the Packers, like okay maybe that's not as an impressive win, but it did come in Lambeau. It's not so, an impressive win. So about you know an impressive win on the win in the NFL is impressive. Win on the road is even more. Impressive. Really got to give him best buy oh, store yeah, credit, baby. Um, so, and then and then it wasn't a huge margin of victory. Not that it needs to be, but against the Broncos, it was relatively close. Going against what Brett Rippin, Ripon. Is right? that is that Mark Rippon's kid? Mark Rip. Um. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. So they don't scare you. 
Um, no, they, they they do scare you. They they scare me as much as any frisky team with a lot of confidence would scare frisky? me. What is frisky? You can have all the confidence. I mean, there has been seasons where the Bills had confidence walking into weeks. Low expectations at the beginning of the season. You start to string some wins together. Okay. That can really help a young team play completely on their head. They don't they don't really have any other benchmark. So the Jets do scare you. I guess, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. The Miami Dolphins, they beat the Bills straight up, even though the Bills were ravaged by injury. Sure. They've won every game that Tua Tungavailoa has finished. They lost to Cincinnati. They mm-hmm. lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Vikings with their backup and at one point third string quarterback playing for like seven snaps. Mm-hmm. Do the Dolphins scare you? Nope. Why? Because I saw how close the Bills game, we all did, saw how close the Bills game was with them on the road with all kinds of, of you know, uh, bad circumstances on the Bills side. Yeah, that word of the day calendar really working great. Totally. Um, that, they don't scare me, and I cannot, I genuinely cannot wait to play them in December in Orchard Park. I can, I hope that the Bills play on a reel constantly leading up to that game that, game, that week of that like that whole game and and they just absolutely tear them apart. I cannot wait to play them again. No, I'm with you. I want them in Orchard Park. Yeah, I want for it to be sure. Cold. I wanted them in Miami and we almost beat them limping into and through and out of that game, you know? I want I'm at the point where I want them in the playoffs. Like I want to go I want to beat them in Buffalo. I want them to get the wild card. I want them to have the last seed. I want them to win their first game and I want them to have to come to Buffalo when it's 2 degrees outside. And let's see how, you know, coach mm-hmm. skateboard how great he can coach football when you're actually playing a full team with no injuries in the cold in our element. And let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, so they don't the, scare me. So wait, the Jets scare you more than the Dolphins do? Yeah, you know, I mean, we haven't played the Jets yet. The Jets have seemingly put together, some, at least record-wise, like they 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 have had some success. Okay, again, they beat the Brown Steelers, two Willis Dolphins, Packers, Russellless Broncos. And, okay, do you want me to rehash everything I just said about friskiness? No, I get it. I'm just... Okay, fine, fine, fine. Frisky. All right, as we get to the final team within the AFC East, again, uh, do they scare you? The New England Patriots, they are playing mm-hmm. as we speak, so we don't know the result of this Bears game, but let's yep. just assume they beat the Bears. Yeah, likely. Okay. They lost to Miami opening day. Mm-hmm. They lost to Baltimore. Yep. They lost to the Packers. Yeah. They beat the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The Lions. Mm-hmm. The Browns convincing win over the over the Lions too. My, I, I will say just on the scoreboard, they're, they have the worst defense in the league. I know what exactly what you're going five. to say. I know what you're going to say, but it, at the very least, it was a convincing win with a backup quarterback at that point. Bailey Zappi. They're one in five. You beat the one in five Lions, dude. They're, they're oh a my. joke. No, you but- you are you are like asking for like the 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 comeuppance to come around. Like you can't give some level of credit to, to beating a one in five team to that be would, they're, a, they're a, a roster of NFL players. Okay. That would be like, after all the things the bills have done this season, being like, they blew out Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. They didn't play. Did you see how they handled Levi Wallace? They weren't playing Cal Poly. Like they're playing like a, a team that was, that's assembled of, of, of NFL athletes who okay. are at the top, like one percent of of their craft. Okay. Like I'm sorry, like yeah, they still beat the beat, beat them and and handsomely. Uh-huh. So I'm giving them credit for that. Okay, so they scare you. Um, no. Okay, so <laughs> shut up, you idiot. You're gonna sit here and wax philosophical about work really hard to get to the league. Uh, no, that don't scare me at all. 
I, I'm well. I I'm sorry. I have the the benefit of Josh Allen on my team and a very explosive offense and a defense that's playing extremely well. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they they don't scare me in relation to the Bills any more than than any team on any day could scare or surprise okay. somebody else. I just find it strange that of the three teams in our division, having the Dolphins having beat the Bills in Miami and mm-hmm. look, that offense, I mean, it can move the ball. Sure, you saw it in the in the first quarter last night's game. <laughs> It was weird. I went to bed at halftime because I get up at 2.30 in the morning. Sure. And it was 16.10. Yeah. And I woke up and I thought my phone had frozen. Right. I'm not even kidding. I'm like, why the hell? Wow. I, I did the same thing. I was like, after those first two drives, I was like, I think I could turn this off. And then, like, toward the end of the game, I turned it back on. I saw how close it was. Kenny Pickett had that touchdown. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll, I'll see the end of this. And I turned it off when he threw the picks. I just find it strange that you have Bill Belichick, who, whether or not you think he can coach, mm-hmm. is always a specter hanging over the Bills. Sure. You have Tua Tungavailoa having the best season of his career with a legitimate offense that can move the ball. This coach seems to know what he's doing if you watch this offense play. Mm-hmm. And the team you're scared the most of in the AFC East has Zach Wilson and Robert Sala leading. Scrappy. Hey, Brees Hall done for the season, their running back. I so, saw that. Uh, and they, who, they uh, as I was on my way here to record the show, I saw that they had traded for Jags running back Brian Robinson. Oh, they did? I didn't yeah, see that. I believe so. Oh, yeah. What was I doing? All right, getting the show ready. Oh, right. Yeah, prep. Well, when when I get a paycheck, then you can... Uh, you think I get paid for this? Yeah, Jets trade for James Robinson. Jaguar sending running back to the Jets to replace Brees Hall, who suffered a season-ending injury as per Ian Rappaport. You don't get paid for this? Not at all. Season-ending injury. Can I also point out that we just had a five-minute discussion about the Jets, Yeah, and you waited until we were done talking about the Jets to reveal that they just traded for a running back. Yeah, it's called timing, Pat. Okay. Getting out of the AFC East with you being the most scared of the Jets for some reason. Yeah. Let's pull it back with the AFC playoff picture. Okay. So the Bills have a win against every AFC division-leading team in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee, Baltimore, Kansas City wins. We know that Kansas City is the scariest of those three teams without saying. Yeah. Does Tennessee or Baltimore scare you more? Than Kansas City. No, 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 no. Of those two teams, which one scares you more? Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore, Baltimore really? hands really? down. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Why? Because I think that the uh, the Titans are not a bad team, but if you just look at the box score from the games that Don't we play them. Don't box score coach. Oh, okay. Scout. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Look at the stat lines and that how successful. No. Oh, my God, dude. You Why make you, me you, so angry. What, what, what? So, Not so you're telling me, so you're telling me that I can't look at p- past results from 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 the same season as a benchmark of whether or not a team could potentially do damage against another one. The numbers the Bills had in that game against Baltimore, if you didn't watch it, were sad numbers, offensive numbers. Yeah. Do you think Josh performed poorly in that game? No. So what I'm saying is, box score stat lines don't give you a full vision of a game happening. Okay, but a. Uh, I, Fair enough, I guess. Look, but like, they play the game on the field, not in the paper, bro. Dude, oh my god. Okay, so then, so then you're so with that same logic, uh-huh. not looking at the. Let's just look at the box score for for the Titans game, right? Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Like that's that's that is the, <laughs> the Bills' like a, offensive drive. Sounds like a German dance club song. <laughs> touchdown, 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 touchdown. It's not even the right beat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I feel like that's a good benchmark of like how the Bills offense could find some level of success against the Titans. And if you compare that to how they play to get the circumstances aside, I would feel more uh, anxious to play the Ravens again than I would 
playing the Titans. See, I'm, I'm the opposite right now, and I love watching Lamar Jackson play, and I was really scared of the Ravens coming into this season. I thought last season was an aberration because of all the injuries. Mm-hmm. I've watched four Ravens games now, including the Bills game. Sure. The Ravens are a completely different team in the last five minutes of a game. It's insane. They yeah. almost blew it yesterday to the Browns. They almost did. Yeah, yesterday as we taped this on Monday. Yep. Right? Like, it's happened so many times this season. The Bills did it to him. The Dolphins did it to him. Who did it to him two weeks ago? Um, Doesn't matter. Yep. And then it almost happened against Cleveland with, mm-hmm. you know, Jacoby Brissett. The Giants. The Giants. The Giants. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. You're absolutely all right. So, not Jacoby Brissett. Who's the quarterback in Cleveland right now? Why am I blanking? Jacoby Brissett. Okay, why did I'm stupid. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. I have a sound pad. Well, you were going late with it, so I had to I had to improvise. Okay. No, I think I'm more scared of Tennessee, even though we blew them out. Like, I, I don't want to see Tennessee again. I think that the Ravens don't have it all together. I think that Lamar may have made a mistake waiting to negotiate this contract. Yeah. I mean, look, he's going to get paid because he is one of the lone bright spots throughout the game on this team, although he did throw that pick that lost in the game. Against- I, I, yeah, Sorry. I mean, former NFL MVP, <laughs> former NFL MVP. I mean, it, it, that does suck to see that, like, that could probably hurt his wallet as far as his next contract is concerned. I don't know. He's so dynamic, though. Somebody's going to pay him. If the Ravens don't want to pay him, somebody's going to pay him. Yeah. No, oh, for a hundred percent. I mean, you look at what's going on in Indianapolis right now. Like, if I'm Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, I'm literally cashing in all the money that I have. I'm clearing all the cap space that I can, and come on out. Oh, dude. Oh, man. come on down. You want to do the sound effect for that one too? Um, no, no, I don't. Um, but I, so okay. So your point on on being more scared of Tennessee, I could get that because or I could get behind that because. You know, you got a little bit more to play for after you get the doors blown off of you on on primetime football at the beginning, second game of the season. You know, like you're not the same team when you would meet them again, which would be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Teams can get hot at the end of the end of the year. Um, yeah, no, I, I could see what you're saying. It's not. It's not just that. I mean, that's kind of a half valid point. What I'm more scared. What are you? A half valid. What point. are you, Chad Michael Murray? <laughs> I just find it so funny that you can't give any kind of credit when credit is due. I agreed with your point that I that I have a differing opinion <laughs> on, and <laughs> you can't even meet me halfway <laughs> of giving me I'm even three seventy five percent validation. You nerd? You want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> no, I'm more scared. Even if you watch how the game went in Buffalo in prime time. Yeah, the Bills end up blowing the doors off. Yeah, oh, right. It was a one possession game, if I'm not mistaken. Was it 17 10? Going in half, yeah. Or was it 10 it was 17 se- It was 17 10. Okay. Yeah, we scored, the, the Bills scored like at the end of the half to go up by seven. Like the Titans and Vrabel have a way of just dragging you into a grimy, greasy game. Sure. And the Bills were able to jump on them coming out of the second half. The adjustments have been much better this season than they ever have been under McDermott offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I don't know, you can't rule out for sure. That Vrabel and Henry and that Titans defense and Ryan Tannehill won't be able to grab you by the collar and try and drag you down to that grimy, mucky game they want to play. Sure. You know what I mean? Now, I get they don't have any explosive offense, so if they get behind, the game's over. Yeah. But, I mean, you're not going to play your best game every single week. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to play, if I'm going to run into a team where I'm not going to play my best game, we saw what happened in Baltimore where the Bills didn't play their best game. They managed to win that game. Squeak it out, yeah. When the Bills don't play their best game against Tennessee, we've seen the last two seasons, what happens there? Yeah, no, that's a, a totally fair point. Full credit to your point, Pat. But no, I and I think also too... 
God, I hate you. Um, no, and I think too, like we should consider, you know, how well the Bills are doing down the stretch toward the end of the season. You know, if they keep up how well they're doing offensively, you know, maybe there's there's more tape of Josh Allen on how to defend him. Maybe there's okay. a team that, oh, oh, of course, like yeah. I'm not counting Bring on Josh. Tank. Twa. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, like maybe there's, I, you saw it with the bills a couple of years ago against Lamar Jackson, where everyone, myself included was like, this is going to stay the, the, the level of output that the, the Ravens offense can put up is going to continue until Lamar Jackson's no longer on the field. And I think maybe some people think of the bills offense like that right now with Josh Allen. Yeah. It, and then the bills played the Ravens when 2017, 2018, whatever it was. And we kind of gave a bit of a blueprint on how to defend Lamar Jackson. Oh, you're and talking about the playoff game two years ago. N- no, I'm talking about when we played them oh, in the regular season. Oh yes. I remember. And, that. and, and they were a, a one and done. If I recall, did yeah. they get out of the first round that uh, year? Or maybe they even had the buy. I, who cares? But like, they didn't win the super bowl. Obviously like they didn't advance to the AFC championship game, obviously. So yeah, maybe, maybe depends on how well the bills are doing down the stretch. Okay. Real quick. Let's look around the rest of the AFC. You got the wild cards and they're bouncing all over the place. So forgive me. Sure. Uh, let's start talk about the chargers real quick do the chargers scare you no not right now what is going on with the chargers i i mean outside of the organization you know just that whole situation is just garbage and i think if you have a, a poor ownership group i think that you're already playing with a poor ownership know, group they've spent all the money in the world like that team should be so much better they have they are star studded on both sides of the ball they're a poorly run organization from the top in my opinion so so i think like when you're playing with a what, you know cause a, why I, I don't appreciate the 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 move to to Los Angeles. Okay, fine, I feel yeah, like fine. that they they were shoehorned into Los Angeles and and supplanted a team that was from from a uh, community that was very much um, uh, ingrained in them. So yeah, but they, I mean, they weren't going to they weren't going to games. So. Look, I don't want to see teams move either. But fair enough. You're differing opinions, but like I think that like in my opinion, you're already playing with the the cards stacked against you a little bit. And um and then I I don't know like they're just sputtering I know Herbert's hurt you know I I don't know they're just they're going through it right now I just don't get it man like you got major names on that defense I can play ball you got major names on that offense I can play ball and yep. they got the doors blown off them by Seattle on Sunday yeah Geno Smith continuing his NFL revenge tour double birds to everybody dude who would have seen that one coming Geno Smith I think that's about it not even Geno Smith's mom yeah I don't she's think just so. like oh yeah you go have fun with your football friends <laughs> turn off the TV. All right, real quick, Bengals, do they scare you? Um, yeah, yeah. Why? Um, I just, I think they, when they put it together, they can really put it together. Jamar Chase and Joe Perot are a really good uh, duo there, and they have the supporting cast, I think, to help it out. They play good, they play really well against bad teams. They don't play well against good teams. Yeah, so I mean, then then they still scare me because I think that, you know, at any point, you could still put it all together and it could be a, be a dogfight. I'm starting not to like Joe Burrow. Why is that? I don't know. Okay. Dynamite, dynamite analysis. No, because I liked him like last year. It's like okay, this guy's kind of fun. The whole like one year at LSU thing, national championship. He seemed like a guy who appreciated it. Blue collar kid from Ohio goes out of his way, but swag for days. Really good with charities, right? Like he, you, sh- I should want to like Joe Burrow. I, yeah, I should. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that thing where like it's easy to look cool and have swagger when you're making this surprise run in the playoffs to the Super Bowl. Good mm-hmm. for the kid, sure, right? And they beat Kansas City, so that was great. Yep. Like, as they're, like, middling this year, kind of, not such a great look. Like, you, you mm. can't wear a fur coat when you're, like, you know, three and three. Yeah, I like mean. The, in fact, in the fur coat store, it says, if your team is 500 or below, you cannot buy a fur coat. <laughs> um, they're, they're leaving, and that, that store is leaving money on the table then. 
Um, no, I mean, I, I appreciate, I'm on the opposite side of that. I appreciate Joe Burrow's uh, level of confidence in the way he carries himself, even in the face of such adversity. Like they started off like what? Oh, and two, if I recall, well, yeah, maybe one and one, that, but they lost that crazy game to the Steelers. You're right. And, but, and even like you're saying, like they're around 500, right? If they're three and three. Um, yeah, no, I, I can appreciate someone four. who, yeah, either way. I mean, I can appreciate someone who is um, facing some level of adversity and it doesn't shatter their confidence there. And he doesn't seem like a jerk to your point. Like it would be one thing if I like saw him like push a kid out of the way. who was asking for an autograph who's who waited in line, paid $45 for an autograph from Joe Burrow and pushed him away towards Chad Michael Murray took a Sharpie and like threw it to the back of the crowd in his, uh, in his uh, uh, fur coat. But no, I mean, I, I appreciate him. You know, if the Bills played him, I would want him to lose. Okay, but thank you yeah. for that hot analysis. I just want to be clear. Speaking of wanting the Bills to win and the other team to lose, we finally get football back again. Well, Bills football, that is. Big game. What's funny is, like, this was circled on the calendar as soon as the schedule came out. A little bit different now. Yeah. So much so that Vegas is even looking at this game going, twirl, twirl. And we'll get into it. Bills Packers next on Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app or Beach Podcast. Three weeks where the Bills weren't being seen by everyone in America, which was weird for us. That was that that was a strange time. <laughs> Let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. Hi. Like, subscribe. I'm gonna start cutting you out. You know I control the audio. But here. if I talk over you, there's dead air. Don't care. Hi. That's not how this works. No, it just disappears into the Okay. Whatever you say. Bills Packers, Sunday night, live from Highmark Stadium. Sunday Night mm-hmm. Football is NBC, right? Yes, NBC. yes, it is. All right, so it'll be literally a national game that everybody can watch. You don't need cable. Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, coming to Orchard Park. Here oh. we go. So this was a game a lot of Bills fans had as a measuring stick game when the schedule came out. Yeah, definitely. You had a reigning MVP coming to town. You got a team that's in the mix for the Super Bowl every year. And all of a sudden, this game looks a hell of a lot different. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers' numbers are... Terrible. 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 His wife abysmal. His wide receiver situation is a tire fire. Yeah. His offensive line is a disaster. Mm-hmm. And everything that is happening with this Packers team is one hundred percent Aaron Rodgers' fault. Yeah, one hundred percent his fault, dude. I hate to just, you know, repeat what you're saying, but it's entirely his fault. Oh, he has no one to blame. No one. Nobody to blame but himself. Like, he went in, he wanted to play general manager. For whatever reason, the Packers decided to let him do it. Although, he tried to blame, was it last week or two weeks ago, where, like, the offense was a little too complicated? The offense that he is has a major part in is a little too complicated. I do find it funny. Like, the offensive coordinator is like, no, Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to do what you want to do here. <laughs> right. And I think they, they are, Matt LaFleur, um, you know, kind of clarified either the next day or later on in the week. Of like, um, yeah, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that complicated. You know, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. You know, um, yeah. What is most interesting about this whole thing is Rogers is now speaking after games and in the press, like he's the general manager of this football team. Yeah, right. Like he's trying to sound wise and like he has things under control. Mm-hmm. When the reality is, he put them in this spot. 
He is the sole reason they are this disaster, and he is well aware that everybody knows that. Yeah. Right? He's, it's almost like he's, like, trying to pretend like he's the guy that hired him. Right? Mm-hmm. This Aaron Rodgers guy, you know, made a couple of moves in the offseason. I don't get it. Well, I'm going to try and fix this. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to try and fix what this Aaron Rodgers guy is doing. Yeah. It's a really bad look for Aaron Rodgers. For sure. And in a uh, past two years that have been riddled with bad looks for Aaron Rodgers, you know, like I think if he were a little bit more endearing, if you take Aaron Rodgers from three, four years ago and put him in this situation, like we literally saw it before with that soundbite of like, relax, like every, like everyone's like, okay, you know, it's okay. He's, he's cool. The team is having some problems. Like it's not his fault. There are circumstances like, yeah, granted, there are the same or some circumstances now, but he's just such an easy target. And and a lot of them are a direct result of what he's done. I mean, we talked last week a little bit about the heel turn that Aaron Rodgers has taken. Yeah. About how despite the fact that you're your wife's big, strong man. Sure am. And that's a quote. Forever and always. Um, she had a crush on Aaron Rodgers forever. Sure did. He could have been the host of Jeopardy if he wanted it. Should have been. And everybody loved him. Yeah. And all of the sudden, whether it's off the field stuff, whether it's on the field stuff, Find me someone who is going to back up Aaron Rodgers right now. Defend I, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure. I'm sure they exist, but um, on the field stuff, you can't. How do you defend what is happening on the field with Aaron Rodgers? Like the contract drama over the last three years, every single offseason. Well, the same apologists are, are that that would defend him to 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 his death would would be the ones backing him. I up. don't the, see anybody defending him right now. I mean, yeah, I don't. You're right. not looking in the comment section of Bleacher Report articles. Okay, I'm just saying, man. Like, it's rare to me that you have a multiple-time MVP that mm-hmm. has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And there are people legit saying, why you let go? One Super Bowl ring. So are you saying you should have more? Um, No, I just like to highlight that. Like, if he's the reigning MVP, you know, blah, blah, blah. You have one Super Bowl ring. It's one more than the Bills have. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take anything away well, from I mean, you there. But you did make the one finger that I no one else because could I don't see. like Aaron Rodgers. I just don't. And we play him this week. So I want him to, uh, I, when he hears this, I want him to know that I have some disdain toward him. Okay. And he tried to take my wife away from me. And that ain't going to fly. He's not the big strong man. I am. Okay. He and Chad Michael Murray are going to be listening to this on the way to the game Sunday night and just be livid with you. They're probably friends. Would the Packers be better with the roster they had two years ago and Jordan Love is their quarterback? Um, Let's say Rodgers followed through on his threat. He wanted to be traded. They let him go. But you would keep Devontae Adams. You would keep all the pieces that decided to either leave Green Bay for greener pastures or the guys that they couldn't afford to keep. I mean, honestly, I don't know because the only Jordan Love action I've seen... Uh, <laughs> By the way, it sounds like a dirty, <laughs> dirty movie. That The only uh, game time Jordan Love has, has put up that I recall was him playing the the Chiefs when they were sputtering last season and literally was the one responsible for getting the Chiefs back on track. That's a good point. You know, so like no, I don't I don't think they would be as successful. You can't take anything away from Aaron Rodgers. You know, like he's no, he's he a reigning MVP. Wins actually this season which every team yeah. they've been playing essentially has taken away from him. Touche. Is this a trap game on Sunday night? I think this is the definition of a trap game. Okay, define a trap game. Uh, a trap game is a game that that you should win. That on paper everything's you know seemingly coming up millhouse for you, mm-hmm. and uh, circumstances come into play. Mainly, the other team having not much to lose and willing to really air it out for their own pride or or. Oh, you the know. Packers have a lot to lose. The Packers, if you lose this game, I mean, this is your game to get right. 
If you you can make a statement on national television and turn your season around with this win. If you lose this game, you go to three and five. That division that they're playing in with the Vikings, I mean, Vikings are five and one, right? They're playing really well. You're not going to get. I mean, I don't know. The NFC is weak. Maybe you do pull out a wild card. Yeah, three and five on national television is. I think this game means more to the Packers than you think. And to your point too, like if they don't win the division or a top seed, like that's that's kind of out the window. In the last couple of years, the NFC has gone through Lambeau. So like that was a. Well, but a, that hasn't helped them. Well, much uh, sure, but at the As very least, it's still a. Again. At the very least, it's still a difficult place to play in. You know, in in January, so or at least you know elements wise. So so yeah, now they got to go on the road. Like who knows how good of a road team they are. All right, we're going to find out. I mean, look, it's possible, I guess, there's some magic left in this team. I mean, Rodgers is experienced. Sure. He's seen it all. Like, prime time in Buffalo is not going to rattle Aaron Rodgers. No. But you'd have to think it's hard to have a trap game coming off a bye. Mm. You had two weeks to get ready. Yeah. The Bills, are they will be as healthy as they've ever been, minus Micah Hyde, mm-hmm. uh, this game. And it's possible that Tredavious White makes a season debut. We're going to find out about that later this week. Yep. I mean, it's not a trap game. You can't, you, you can't, you had two weeks, everybody's healthy. What are you looking past the Packers to the Jets? I don't look past any team at this point. And I think, I don't think the Bills do either. After last year with the, with the Jaguars game, I really, really think that that was a moment, like the, the best learning experience that could have come for the Bills. Sure. You know, like, I don't think they're looking past any team. I feel and get the sense that the Bills have their eyes on the prize of what they want to accomplish. They want to win a championship, and they are looking at it week by week, game plan by game plan, and stacking up wins wherever they can get them. I don't think in a in a, uh, in any sense of the word that they are think looking past the the Green Bay Packers. I don't care if the line's ten and a half for 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 the Bills. Okay, I I don't think that they are they are paying attention to that. They're looking at you know what what is it. One game, one and or one and zero, oh, right? Sure, that's that's their mentality. I get the impression that that's the case now, and um, but nevertheless, like you're playing. I saw someone quoted this week on the Packers. I don't remember who it was, but like nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose at this point. That's his words. So, yeah, it's scary. All right, you brought up the ten and a half points the Bills are favored by. Fun fact: Sure, if this holds till Sunday, ten and a half, it will be the first time in Aaron Rodgers' NFL career he will be a double digit underdog. Yeah, interesting. It should be more, shouldn't it? Um. Well, right. well, let me put it in perspective in this way. Uh, ten and a half is half a point more than the Bills were favored over the Titans mm-hmm. in that prime time. It's the same situation, right? Prime time in yep. Buffalo. Yep. Do you think the Packers are only half a point worse than the Titans right now? Because um, the Titans, I mean, they haven't like turned it around, turned it around, but they're leading their division. They don't look like a complete disaster where the Packers legitimately look like a total disaster. I'm not as well versed on lines and the, uh, the strategy and setting them. So perhaps it's a ploy to get more people to bet the yes. Packers. Uh, yes. That's what, yeah. um, I mean, there's a chance as the bills have done several times this season of, you know, really running away with it and covering that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it may, may be a little bit of bait. Who knows? Well, no, the bait would be if you may, if it, the the higher the number dogs the Packers are, the more people are going to bet on the Packers. Like I said, I don't gamble. I don't know what what's going on with that whole thing. So I think the Bills will beat them by 10 and a half points, you know, if, if that answers your question. But okay. I don't know. You just said it, was, you said it could be a trap game. I, I, I still think it could be. I But I still Wait, think. Wait, you can't. 
you can't lean over here and go. It can be a trap game. And then lean over here and be like, but I think they beat him. By I am a grown, a big, strong man. I can do whatever I want. No, this is a, that's a terrible take. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a take. It's, you're, you're arguing with yourself. I'm not arguing with myself. I think it could be a trap game. I think it could be a trap game. Also, I think the Bills are going to win by But I do think the Bills are going to win it in the end. Okay. But by 10 and a half, a close 10 and a half point win for the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so they're they're either going to lose the game or they're going to win the game. We'll have to see what's well, no, going to happen. That's not Pat. the question here because they're favored by 10 and a half. Okay, so what's your question? Is it a trap game? Yes. Then <laughs> it could be, <laughs> but they could also win by 10 and a half points. Okay. I don't know. What do I, I just watch the game? I know you do. God, you're the worst person. No one cares what I think. Why did no one else want to do a podcast with me? You don't only have one brother. Why did <laughs> no one else? It doesn't have to be my brother. If, then why would it be Let's Go Duffalo? The name came after. Doesn't matter. <laughs> with the Packers coming to town, uh, we do get to see an old familiar face. <laughs> yeah, we do. Sammy Watkins revenge game back in Buffalo on oh, Sunday yeah. night. I'm trying to think, is this the first time he's back in Buffalo? This is this if he plays, because he's just coming off of IR. So yeah, yeah, that was his first game. Yeah, so if he does play, it would be the first time he's back in Orchard Park. You're sure? I am positive. That has been a storyline uh, that I have noticed. Uh, that would be the first time. You can quote me on that, okay. that he's back in Orchard Park playing against the Bills. You clap for him? <laughs> what do I care? Am I clapping for Sammy Watkins? You know what I mean. If you were in the stadium, would you, they're going to, there's Sammy Watkins, here he comes. Are you standing up and going, hey, Sammy, thank you? Or are you booing Sammy Watkins? I don't think, I would be completely indifferent to it. I'm not going to, I would boo him just as much as I would any other opponent. But you're not going to, this isn't a Tyrod coming back with the Texans last year. Thank you for everything you did. Not a chance. Uh, that's what I'm asking. No chance. No, I wouldn't, I, I don't have, I mean, I, I don't have any, like, inflated sense of appreciation for Sammy Watkins. You know, he was a, was a player for us. Okay. You know, that's, that's about it. You know, that's it. So you don't hate him. You don't love him. No, not at all. Cause there are Bills fans that hate him. Yeah. I, I'm a little misguided. I'd be curious yeah, I, as to why I think it's misguided. Like, like why? Well, the idea is, I mean, he, I mean, Sammy Watkins talked about this himself. He didn't take his career seriously in Buffalo when he was first here. He got hurt early on. Mm-hmm. Didn't listen to what the doctors were doing, telling him to do. Made him more hurt, which you've seen the last sure. his entire career, right? He, yeah. It all comes off of that foot that he hurt in Buffalo. He was supposed to be in a walking boot. He didn't wear it. Yeah. Just walked around without a walking boot. Doctors told him. And then he remember he went off on Bills fans. When yeah, he was, a, he... he took his family to Disney World or something. I think it was on the buy, and somebody criticized him on Instagram, and he said something about you know y'all little lives, living your lives more about me, which I kind of understand why he said that. Sure. Still not a great look though. No, don't say the fans of y'all little lives. Don't say oh yeah, that. I don't think you should ever you know don't trash you. your fan base. But was that a direct trash to, yeah. Yeah. to Bills fans? Yeah, I think you don't think so. I mean, you could turn to your wife and say it, or your girlfriend, or your, your <laughs> you turn brother. to your significant other and say you live your little life. No, no, I'm saying that these people <laughs> live their little life. You don't have to type it out. Like if your thumbs start moving, you should just move them away from the phone. They Send it to my group family, our group family text. Yes, yeah, there you go. Y'all <laughs> with your little lives doing your thing. All right. So with all that being said, yeah, Ryan, it's a trap game that he believes the Bills will win by more than ten and a half, and yeah. he's indifferent to Sammy. A Watkins. trap game can still exist, and you can win the trap game. What do you not understand? You don't win a trap game by ten and a half points. It can. It. Oh my god, dude, you just you just don't. You're you're. It's you're a brick wall. It's like talking to a brick I'm wall. I'm speaking out logic. You can't win a trap game by 10 or can't lose a trap. So, okay. So then what do you think? Do you think this is a trap game? I don't. Okay. 
Great. <laughs> See, great that's how you do it. Great that's conversation. How you do it. Okay. That's how you do it. I don't know. I just explained it to you, though. I don't think you're going to have a trap coming off a bye. I don't think you're looking past the Packers to play the Jets in New York the week after. I don't think that the Packers have it in their offensive line and the receiving core to beat the Bills. So do you think, so then what you're saying, like, do you think inherently a trap game, as we defined, of mm-hmm. like playing a team that you should handily beat? Mm-hmm. That you're looking past that opponent? I think it's part of it. Is that where that was the Steelers a trap game? I don't think which one this year? This year. Uh I mean, I was no, it wouldn't have been because Kenny Pickett was starting his first ever start. Okay. If it was Mitch Trubisky, possibly. I'll tell you which game I think might be a trap game this year that I'm right. legit. Can we say about. it on three three? Two, one, Detroit. Lions. Okay, ah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm legit worried about that game. Same. National television, you're going to have a coach. It looks like might be coaching for his job. His players are starting to turn on him. You've seen that team has legitimate talent. They just don't know how to put it together. Mm-hmm. You come up against them on a week where they figure it out. Boom, all of a sudden. Totally. By the way, not to end on a bad omen here. Yep. The Packers do owe the Bills an upset. The last time the Packers were in Orchard Park, Bakari Rambo picked off Aaron oh Rodgers twice. Twice, yeah. And shock of the week, the Bills beat the Packers. Yeah. So, just something to keep in mind. For sure. But Ryan has the Bills winning this trap game by more than 10 points, correct? I, I think they, they will cover, and I, I think they'll win. And that's that has nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers. I think just the Bills are that good. All right. They're playing at home. There it is. If you were confused where the game was going to be, Ryan helping you out there at the end. Playing at home. Mike Draco and uh, Chris Collinsworth coming to Orchard Park. His name is Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. Download, like, subscribe, write us something nice because we're nice to you. Bringing you this brilliant content that Ryan doesn't prepare for in any way. It gets really bad at the end of the show. It adds to the ambience. Yeah? Yeah, I think it does. Okay, great. The charm. His name is Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. We'll see you next week on the next episode of Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. And one more thing. Go Bills!